Oh, way better. Okay, cool. I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that door? I don't okay. know. Okay. You want to just get started? Let's I just hear do nothing. it. Uh, it's Friday, April 21st, 2017, and you're listening to On the Heels Wrestling Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Ray. Every Friday at noon, we, some pals who used to work together, will give you consistent bite-sized commentary on the WWE's ever-expanding line of programming, as well as talk about, you know, other cool stuff happening in wrestling. Sometimes we just recap. Sometimes we conversate and debate in our roundtable discussions. Sometimes we interview wrestlers from right here in Seattle, Washington. Before we introduce our guests, uh, we want to discuss our big announcement this week. If you follow us on Facebook, you probably saw that, unfortunately, in the next few weeks, we're going to be going on a hiatus. Yes. Uh, very, very sorry, and lots of tears were shed uh, from me specifically. Um, but basically, the, the reality is we used to all work together, um, and then we all got laid off. Recording used to be a lot easier when we had a studio at our disposal, and now Ray's getting married, Kyle had a baby, I'm in charge of all kinds of shit. Yeah. So it's just... Super hard to, I, I don't know how I sleep. Uh, it's super hard for us to all get together. So we've got a bunch of cool content coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, so definitely go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash on the heels WP to find out more information about all the cool shit coming down the pipe. Yep. And uh, definitely to listen to this and future podcasts. For sure. But with that out of the way, this week we are super excited to have back with us the Rhinestone Wolverine, the oh, king shit. of thong style, the air guitar champion, Booty Mania 2, Electric Boogaloo, Eddie Van Glam. Yay! <laughs> you like Welcome that? Welcome back, Eddie. You like that? Uh, that's, that's great. I was going to say uh, uh, Booty Mania 2, how Eddie got his booty back. But oh, You know, shit. that works. <laughs> that was so good. Shaped of Battle Mania. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Eddie, uh, otherwise known as Bill, is a former guest of the podcast. We're very, very happy to have him back. Thanks for having me back. And in this corner, we've got one really, really fucked up clown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've been, I think, an alcoholic, uh, some sort of coke addict, and most recently you've been called the Daniel Day-Lewis of fake wrestling. Uh, yeah. So That's my new tagline the for podcast. sure. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Rondell McFondle. Yeah. Woo! Uh, otherwise known as Josh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. God, Bill really. name's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have the directors of today's topic, Body Slam, The Revenge of the Banana, from Parts Unknown, Ryan Harvey and J.P. Horseman. How you guys doing? Hey! Hey, Hi. Hey, guys. I don't sound so silly when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first, off, first off, I want to thank Ray for the technical feat of getting six people together on Skype. Uh, to pull this off because I don't know how we're doing this right now. So we're just going to go for it. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so it should be noted, uh, we're going to talk about the, con uh, the content of this excellent documentary, Body Slam, Revenge of the Banana. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, first off, shame on you. Yeah. Uh, secondly, wait, wait, if you're going to listen to this podcast and you haven't seen the film, pause it. Yes. Go buy it on iTunes. Go buy it on Amazon yes. Video. Go buy it on Google Play. Watch it. And then you can watch, listen to this recording again. Right. Yes. So one, it, it, it's a great film. Uh, secondly, if you don't do yourself a favor and watch this great film, you will definitely spoil everything by listening to this podcast. So I'm literally telling you to press stop and go buy some shit. Uh, but trust me, it'll be the greatest <laughs> purchase totally you've ever made. It's totally worth it. Uh, Spoiler warning. Anyway. Yep. All right. Sweet. If you made it this far, 
you you've now watched the film. First of all, how how did um, Eddie and and uh, or uh, Bill and Josh? How did you guys meet? Uh, so, we met when Bill started I, coming I, to I, practice. I, I I know this exact answer because Josh was drunk at the time. <laughs> As usual, and probably in a concert. It was pajama Jamie Jam, and um, I was and it was my first time coming to an SSP show. And Josh got done uh, wrestling as the Silver Dollar Brawler. And I was at the bar with him. And I, I looked over. I'm like, that's the Silver Dollar Brawler. And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, let me buy you a beer. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm like, I bought him a beer. I'm like, I'd love to do this. He's like, yeah, sure, talk to Brett. I'm like, okay. And uh, the following Tuesday, I showed up. And he's like, hey, who are you? And I'm like, you don't remember, do you? And he goes, nope. I'm like, I'm like it's all good. I understand. Yep. You have to remember that after every show, there's about 40 drunk dudes that want to be wrestlers, and maybe one <laughs> shows the, up to practice next I week. Think, I think I was the only sober guy in the building at the time. <laughs> I think that's how we got into the movie, right? <laughs> so so how did the, the rest of, like, you know, with Ryan and JP, how did you guys meet, you know, the, the SSP guys? We had a friend that we went to college with who, oddly enough, was the second banana and he started telling us about all this. And we're like, what are you talking about? There's a revengeful <laughs> banana fighting a clown. And Ryan convinced me to go up there. He was like, dude, this is fucking crazy. You've got to go, man. This is crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got up there. every conversation about yeah. Seattle wrestling starts. Exactly. He's like, <laughs> you got to come up and see this shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, clowns There's this perfect clown. <laughs> I was like, I'm there. And uh, yeah, we just started filming, and that's how it started. And we originally, like we said, we were going to make a short piece, and just crazy things kept happening. The story took more turns, got more interesting, and eventually it folded out into a, you know a whole film. Yeah, and so, then we found these guys so compelling. You know, just these are just fascinating guys and characters who just happen to wrestle. I mean, they could be dentists, and they'd still be evenly as compelling. <laughs> so you could be a dentist now, Josh. Oh God! I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't think I want Josh in my mouth ever <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, we do have the tapes. Remember, Bill. Oh shit! Um, so, speaking of which, like, so you guys come up, you start filming SSP, um, and and obviously the documentary unfolds with Paul and the second banana and all of the hullabaloo that comes from that. But what was the uh, like initial goal of filming all of this stuff. Well, I mean, we wanted to get go ahead, Ryan. No, we're just saying we just wanted to get something on camera. We thought it was an interesting, uh, you know, from what the second banana told us, we thought it'd be like kind of unique and a different story. And then when we really got up there and saw the actual performance and saw what the crowd was like and saw what these guys were like backstage, that's what really opened our eyes. Damn. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we we basically started to discover really interesting stories. And when you watch this film, and I hope you do, it's you think it's about wrestling. You think it's going to be about these gimmicky guys. And, and crazy stuff, don't get me wrong, does happen. But what weirdly happened is the more that we got into these wrestlers and their characters, the more we realized, like, holy shit, this is like the story of everybody. This, you know, these, yeah. these people come, they have interesting backgrounds. They formed a family together, and they betrayed each other, and they're trusting the family. 
And, you know, it just turned into a giant soap opera. And yeah. that's when we were like, we've got to keep filming this. We've got to it's almost this. like this is why people watch wrestling. <laughs> exactly. But in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like when, when you're like, you're, you're filming this and you, you're like, suddenly like you see kind of the drama behind the scenes, like, and you, you're seeing all of this play out. Like, when do you know, like, holy crap, we have an actual story arc that's happening right now like i mean as far like i mean it has a beginning middle and end and and like how how did you guys kind of figure out like oh shit like okay yeah this is where the film needs to end like it's just like such an interesting organic thing that happens in this in this film i think before we went to olympia we were kind of wondering how that, because like it was just like, well, that's a sad ending. The shows are gone. Like, what's going on? And like, we there were was a long just, time where yeah, the, the ending was sad and they didn't win. And then, yeah. you know, other things happened, which we are we allowed to say or, or, or I guess no. buy our movie, <laughs> buy yeah. our movie. Stop um, listening and buy our movie. Damn it! Events happened. Yeah, the Olympia thing is kind of like where we were like, wow, we might actually be able to turn this around and like it's not just going to have this depressing ending where like we lose. <laughs> yeah, originally it was just going to fade to black, you know, and just, you know, and be like... And Sad then Hulk walking away music play. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Well, no, well that really song, sad song that plays during the Peanuts movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just um, going to be, uh, you know... Yeah when we're in the moment with these guys and you see kind of their interactions with each other and how much they really do love each other, even though there is a lot of betrayal and backstabbing. That's like, we knew that there was, there was parts of the story there that we could see ahead of time that were going to be really, really compelling to watch. Yeah. Yeah. We were just hoping that something cool would happen. Usually when you get an interesting subject, you have to just take a chance and see what happens and you sort of follow the story as it, you, you follow what's interesting about it and you usually do find a story, but that's documentary. You don't know what is going to happen and the movie kind of finds itself. And that's, that was really interesting to watch it sort of develop at just cutting scenes together and building it out. It's like it wrote itself at sometimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Morgan Spurlock came aboard Morgan Spurlock of supersize me fame and a million other movies, loved yeah. the movie at Tribeca and wanted to come on board and have it added to his stable. So we're thrilled to be able to have someone of his caliber be able to show to be able to show off this movie to the world and you couldn't ask for a better person to help shepherd this film that's as long as with our other producers glenn zipper ross dinnerstein and our savior character he, he's savior this Harry. generation's hulk hogan of documentary films <laughs> yeah. Me. yeah but yeah that's, he's got that's the, he's got the mustache too that's actually an interesting thing though is like it takes a lot of money to, to make a film especially one that has this money logistics shooting for such a long time uh, to even finish film. And like, it was amazing because we, we didn't have the resources and Glenn Zipper found us lying in a gutter and just was like, introduced us to Carrie and got this whole thing going with Ross, uh, dinner scene. And they, they really championed this the whole way through. We're like, you know, this is a dirty, like gimmicky joke and we're <laughs> making a lot of funny. And they're like, this is great. Keep going. Guys. <laughs> the dork. They, they really gave us the support that we really needed. You know, we were, we, John Paul and I were working uh, our normal jobs and then we were cutting this movie at night and on the weekends. I'm sleeping. Having That's like, yeah, and having awesome. Glenn and Carrie and Ross come on board. I freaking adore Carrie. Like, she, she, she's amazing. Josh can attest to that too. We like, mm-hmm. we, we love Carrie. She is incredible. <laughs> yeah, Glenn and Ross aren't bad either. 
Oh yeah, we like them too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> we like everyone. I, I just, I just, I just remember New York and Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> and the whirlwind of stuff that would happen. So, yeah, and Morgan Spurlock, it, you know, being a part of his label has just been a thrill for us. Sweet. All right. So question for uh, the wrestlers in the room. Uh, so Body Slam covers a lot of what's happening with uh, Seattle Semi-Pro, SSP, and kind of the fall of SSP. And now that has sort of birthed 321, which is going through this, like, it's crazy popular. You guys have Battle Mania at the end of this week. It's going to be insane, right? So. Yeah. What was SSP in comparison to 321 for the people that may not know uh, intimately what the Seattle wrestling scene is about? Uh, SSP was more, we weren't, we kind of trained as we went. We were definitely not putting on, like, in the very beginning, it was barely even matches. We just kind of went out there and beat each other up and rolled around and did comedy bits. There were um, beer cans. There were lots of beer cans. Yes. Um, but we kind of slowly throughout the years, more people would join us that had some training here and some training there. And then we, uh, we just kind of all evolved. And then by the time 321 came around, a lot of us had trained enough where people had come in. And we kind of realized like we didn't want to keep doing the, the theater-y thing. Like we, we wanted to do act, get a ring and go for it and make it a real thing instead of the comp. And also, there's just there's no way we change these laws so that we can do our shows with the ring now and stuff. But there's no way that they would let us fly with doing shows at the rebar without a ring again. The ring is a contingent, so it's part of if we wanted to keep doing what we had to do, we had to evolve and get a ring. But it's also a lot of us wanted to because we did learning over the years to be better performers and to be better workers. And we just figured it was the like natural progression was. And also when we started doing this stuff in 2003 with SSP, there wasn't a lot of like comedy wrestling out there. Like there is now with like Kaiju and Chikara. They like, we were like one of the only, there was a Portland organic wrestling and there was incredibly strange wrestling um, in Portland and in San Francisco, but they did stuff on stages just like we did. Um, so yeah, because, we didn't, I think one there of the wasn't, things one of the things that you have to remember is that they they're not they were they were doing at the time something really unique which was like making fun of wrestling that's what people have to realize that was so interesting about it and now 321 is kind of redefining wrestling yeah Bill, you got i mean we're still spoofing it we're still spoofing it in our way and everything but now the work rate is up and we have a ring and it's it, it's a legitimate wrestling show now it's not as much a spoof as it was but we're still taking our unique take on it yep. So, and we still have that family vibe. We're a collective. There's not an owner. There's not anyone. Like, we have our booking team and whatever, but it's yeah. a group. We're a family. We all work together to put on a show. Awesome. And it's not, it's not about the company or, like, the head of the company making a paycheck. It's, it's about family and us. Um, three, two, yeah, one is just like a progression from what we did back then. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like I got Josh on this like uh, this like sentimental <laughs> talking and talking and talking. I'm like, shut up! I want to hear the other guy. <laughs> In all fairness to Josh, he's been around since day one. Sure. I, I, I came into this, uh, geez, about half its life ago. Um, but uh, you know, I've I've gotten to, I was I was fortunate to be a part of the evolution. I got to be a part of something so wonderful this this brotherhood where we we get to go on stage 
and and beat up on our friends in front of our friends. It, you know, it was like this weird therapy, you know. Um, the world could be going to hell. George Bush could be in office. Who cares who's in office, you know. And for just like three hours, we can all get our aggression out together as one collective unit in this space. And uh, and now it, it, uh, we, we still get to do that, but um, – in a uh, different sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Can I, can I ask you like, um, you know, looking back at SSP versus what we're doing, what you guys are doing now at three, two, one, like, do you look back at say like, Holy shit, why the fuck did we do it that way? Or Holy shit, you can't recreate that magic. It was SSP I- was lightning in a bottle for sure. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I do that. I do stuff that I, I would do in SSP still to this day. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still see your ass as much today. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The content is the same. I wrestled McFuddle so much. Like, I think that's why I have magical <laughs> butt powers now. Because I, because I got the shocker so many times. It's just my, <laughs> I, my, I have solid steel buns. But uh, uh, fun fact, I actually... Uh, from my first time coming to SSP, I witnessed uh, a performer use a maneuver called the air guitar. And uh, he has long since retired from SSP. Uh, but I have uh, got his blessing and I, I use it to this day That's as cool. a finishing move. <laughs> we still do the stuff that we did in SSP days, but it's just a different thing now. It's bigger and it's more legitimate it's in a ring you know Uh, there's a higher production value yes we have lights we have sound we have uh we have practiced more than just an hour every tuesday in the basement of washington (laughs) hall (laughs) writing team you've got we we we, we got we got production teams we have it's we 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 have grown so much um in in a such a short time period (laughs) Well, I say short time period, but that's that's over a decade. It's it's been over well over a decade. <laughs> we have grown. We have grown since the birth of short SSP. Is, short is just context, you know. Um. So the the banana comes along, and I know in the film that that Josh sort of makes it clear that like SSP's policy is you never turn anyone away. But how did? Paul sort of show up? Did he just walk in one day and be like, hey, I want to wrestle, and then it just kind of happened? Or He came well, to he, a show and... Well, no, no, sorry, sorry Josh. He, he actually he talks about that in the film yeah. where he's, uh, he's riding along uh, on his bike and he sees a flyer on the ground. Oh, that's right. And that's how he decides to join because yeah. he's always been involved in... He's always loved wrestling since he was a child and it gave him solace. And... Uh, so seeing that, it's kind of kismet of how everything happened. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think you know, as you watch in the film, he's just, he, he's so interesting as a character. Uh, and he was a lonely kid. He didn't really have any friends. His family, he didn't have a good relationship with his family. The only thing he had was wrestling. And so when he found himself alone years later, he saw all these guys having fun at their show. He was like, I love wrestling, and maybe I can join these guys and be part of their family. So, uh, Mm -hmm. side note, this is one of the things that I found really interesting about sort of the way that the the footage was put together and the way that the story was told is that initially, and I I tried to approach this without any bias because, you know, I'm good friends with Bill and I've known Josh for a long time. 
uh, and a bunch of the guys in the film who all look like babies, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Cole, like Fitness hasn't gone to a gym yet. What the fuck, guys? Cole Crazy oh. is a child. <laughs> oh, everyone is such children. Anyway, uh, but the film is kind of laid out in a way that it seems like Paul is almost the good guy initially. Initially, right, yeah. right. With SSP being the bad guys, and then it kind of turns a little bit in the middle. But they are the bad guys. That's the whole point. <laughs> Dude, we're sitting right here. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that if you that it could go either way, right? And that's sort of like the beauty of wrestling, where you have both heels and faces, and one character can play both. It's just a matter of like what your context and what your perspective is. Right. I believe yeah. you call that heel turn, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was actually a double, sort of a double turn, even. It was a double turn. I like it. Yeah. You'd think that the directors of this film like watched wrestling or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's what, that's what makes the film interesting. I, I mean, the note we kept getting when we first started was like, you need to make it like the guys are a family and he comes in and he messes up their family. And it's like, no, no. The whole thing is that you need to be on Paul's side so that you feel betrayed when he betrays them. Yeah. And that's yeah. what makes it an interesting yeah. film. I felt betrayed. Crazy. And, yeah. and you're going to feel sympathetic towards Paul because you're going to know his backstory and then you find out that they didn't know his backstory. So that's the worst so. part is that I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. So I wanted to feel sympathetic for Paul, but I'm like, no, I know he's an asshole. No, no. So, fun, so fun fact about uh, people who watch the movie. Um, that you can buy on if, iTunes. If, well, <laughs> we should buy it on nice. Amazon, Amazon and, and Google. Um, but uh, the fun fact uh, for me and Josh is that we got to see this film when it uh, debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2015. Yes. So the first time we ever learned anything about Paul is when we watched this movie. Oh, that's right. I oh, heard we that. Actually, yeah. we, actually, we actually had no idea anything yeah. about his backstory. He never talked to us. He, he, we like, we try to open up and he'd just be like, yeah, and then he'd do this really awkward, like, <laughs> laugh. And, uh, that was it. And like, no matter what we did, like he, I always felt like he was judging us for some reason. And once I saw the film, it made a lot more sense. Yeah. He definitely yeah. talked more in the first half of the movie than I heard him talk in person in the three years or whatever I spent with him. Two years. I don't remember how long it was. I feel yeah, like it, it took us, it took us three years to get him to open up uh, to us like that, yeah. actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he was really brave before. to do so. He was really brave to do so. Um, yeah. He was just kind of, we were just doing some B-roll of the house, walking around, and you can see it in the film. We were just in his basement, like, okay, cool. And he just got halfway up the stairs, and he just kind of turned to us and said, you know, my mom died on the front porch. And we're like, what? Whoa. And then he started telling us all about <laughs> his childhood. <laughs> and he, we're just like, turn the camera around. Turn the camera around. <laughs> and just started filming. It's in the movie. And yeah. You know, then he was just really trusting, and he kind of took us around the house and told us the whole story. That's why, if you watch the movie, he's in a different room every time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, it, you know, it really created this, like, interesting dynamic, kind of, as you say, like, you, you, you show this one side, and then you show this group, but then you guys get more in-depth on the relationships within the group. And uh, I think, for me, one of my favorite parts... Of of this film, it's a, it's weird. One of my favorite parts is, is watching Josh and Bill slap each other, and my, <laughs> but my ultimate, you say you say you say each other. No, that was one side. Josh, <laughs> it's mainly one side. Now. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm but, usually slapping Bill or making out with Taylor. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like the part that almost made me tear up is when 
like SSP gets shut down. It's like this horrible scene of just emotion, and then like this really touching moment of Josh slapping Bill, and like it's like it's, it's like this one like you know he's gonna do it. Just like please just slap him, please slap him to make him feel better, and it's just like. It's just a weird thing, like, and I was just like, oh, I felt so bad, so much better when that happened. We were both so, we were both so emotionally just wrecked at that moment. Like, I was weirdly grateful that he slapped me in that moment because it was, just, it just kind of broke the tension. Like, it just kind of like snapped me out of it, even though I wanted to like cry, but it's like I spent plenty of time crying getting to the bar. So, speaking of which, I I kind of want to hear like what everyone's favorite part of the movie was or maybe it was a part of the actual filming process because this whole thing is probably very cathartic especially watching like after the fact um so like ryan is there any part that like really speaks to you oh i mean just for me seeing these guys is uh finding out their backstories and seeing what they overcome to be able to to uh, get to the ending of the movie which i'll leave vague so people can buy it on itunes you should buy it and, on uh, itunes and or amazon yeah i don't know if you know but you can buy this movie on itunes but um <laughs> seeing what they really kind of overcame and fighting for what they really believed in is really inspiring to me and also having the movie uh done and and out that people can view it is really that's the thing that you know it's really been in john paul and i's minds for for years to get this thing done and then now that finally people can see it and see these this guy these guys' story, I mean that's that's the most fulfilling thing for me. But JP, what about you? What was the question? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> 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 no, I mean it was really satisfying to see like that we took all these crazy chances and then really funny stuff happened just naturally because you had good characters. And you know, I mean, what's your favorite part of the film, Ryan? What is your favorite scene? What do you like the best? Oh, I mean, I like the routines. When, They're really hilarious. When when Josh uh, shows his uh, the bush tattoo, that that was really oh was, <laughs> yeah. that was that was my, really surprising that I didn't even know that existed. My bushy tail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love when they go to the Senate. I mean, everybody loved that scene when they go to the Senate and they talk. You know, they they like talk up the senators and tell them they'd be great wrestlers and shit. Um, yeah, I liked. Sitting with my mom cat. in the movie theater in New York when she got to watch Ronald McFondle on stage in the movie screen in front of a hundred strangers. <laughs> oh my <laughs> her blushing and hiding her face was hilarious. <laughs> my dad my dad has made Facebook friends with Josh after meeting him that day and he's like Josh does a lot of strippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Um for me, mine's mine's a little bit more sentimental. Um, there's a, a time where in the video uh, I'm being filmed, um, and it's uh, I think it was the night we got shut down, mm-hmm. and my father uh, flew in from Atlanta, and he got to watch me wrestle for the first and last time in SSP. Oh my god! Oh my god. And he. He, he's actually if you if you look closely you'll see this uh, elderly gentleman sitting in the front row of the rebar as I'm uh, jumping around getting all excited stripping out of my tuxedo and that man is my father <laughs> it's a very serious moment and uh, it, it, for me it was one of those moments where I was so thrilled because he finally was getting to see his boy live his dream mm-hmm. 
And at the same time, it broke my heart because this might be the last time I ever get to do this again. Mm -hmm. But how great is it that my father got to see it at least once? Kind of on that same uh, note, my favorite movie, uh, my favorite moment in the movie is um, where they're actually getting shut down. And and Bill, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. But like where where you're tearing up and like they're hiding your your face from the camera. I didn't know they were filming at that point. Of of course, that's (laughs) the best film, right? But I, I think that moment's really, really critical in the whole thing because it, it sort of this movie shows a lot about the the silly sides of wrestling. It shows the trail. It shows the family. But showing what an individual uh, impact that something like this can make, I think that was really like the key turning point where whoa, people's lives are affected because this guy ratted them out. Right. And it was this really, really touching moment. I know I've talked to you recently, Bill, about the whole like. Uh, art and kind of what it means to individual performers and everything. So um, I know as someone who who does performance art herself, you know, I, I really appreciated that. Yep. That was really something that attracted us to them initially was like this idea that even though it's silly and they're wearing costumes, that it that it like really means a lot to them. Like for, in the film, we have like we just show like, hey, you know, Bill cuts hair for a living and he's a barber. We actually interview him while he's cutting hair, and then cut to he's a hero on stage and he's has you know hundreds of people clapping for him it's like I mean, a tassel on his dick or something it's a tassel it's actually called it's actually called a tasticle <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god that is the that is the true name for it is a tasticle that's but essentially there's no difference between what he's doing and somebody that loves to sing or you know, whatever, like fine painting. It's it's still like he gets his meaning from what he can he he's doing, and without the ability to do it, but they're just lost. Right, and like how at the, that last scene as well, that where Josh can't even, uh, you know, get out the words, and he's just crying, and you know, being on stage means so much to him. Like that's another area that like makes me very emotional in that movie is just seeing exactly what it means. You can see it means the world to him, and. And now that it's being taken away, it just devastates him. Yep. And then he yells anal fisting. That's the, that's my <laughs> trick. When I start cry- crying, I just go right into McFondle and I'm like, and I don't let myself get too far into it. Anal fisting! <laughs> <laughs> so, my aunt watched the movie this weekend said, except for that part, she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> except for that part. A friend of mine, Josh, loved the movie, and then he was like, I kept saying anal fisting in my head all day the next day. <laughs> Your wife had a lovely night. Job right, well I gotta, done. I got to cut out. I got to get to work. Okay. So. All right. All right. I got to say my goodbyes. But um, thanks for having us on, and I'll talk thanks, to you guys later. Josh. See you, it was, Josh. It was great. Thank you so much for having for being yep. here. Yay! Awesome. So, uh, you know, now going back, like after the film's over, you guys stop filming – you know the, the you know you you have your arc. Um, do, do you do you guys have any other like run-ins with the banana following the film? Um, did, like did the 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 banana try to call DOL again later? Like like what happens after uh, as far as the banana's interaction with with SSP and everything else? So he ended up leaving after. Uh, Battle Mania. He he was finishing up a a, a storyline 
with uh, Josh and the second banana, or, or it was the weapons of mass destruction and and second banana. The, the second the, the, the bunch of bananas were facing the weapons of mass destruction. The the bunch of bananas defeated the weapons of mass destruction, and then Paul just like left. He didn't say goodbye to anybody, which we thought was weird. Usually he would say, like, hey, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Or he'll stick around to the end of the show. He just, like, we all looked around. We're like, wait, where's Paul? And uh, honestly, uh, after that, uh, we found out that uh, there someone had talked to the DOL, that uh, things were not looking good. And, um, and then all of a sudden on websites uh, in the comments section – he was leaving these like I want to say heel promos <laughs> that were like oh. I did it it was me Austin it was me all along <laughs> uh, uh, uh. and twirling his evil mustache uh, I don't I don't I don't know and um, because I wasn't really close with Paul I mean I had my own things going on at the time but he uh, he he just kind of did that. Uh, since the movies come out we we really we we since that moment uh, the last time I ever really. Sp- I didn't, I didn't speak with him, but the last time I ever heard from him was he was posting comments in uh, in uh, like chat rooms and things like that. But uh, we haven't spoken to him. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to finish that off, we we really like we're really happy that Paul took part in this. Yeah. And when we finished, we were hoping that he would come to the premiere. It's really hard. He was very brave about like he's literally opened himself up. To, in a personal way, mm-hmm. uh, we were hoping he would come to the, the screening, um, but he never responded. And that sort of like has meaning in the last scene of the film, where he just walks in a house. You know, it's like w- maybe we will hear from him one day. Uh, we hope he likes the movie, but you know, he just never really ever respond. Like, just uh, he was gone, just disappeared. Damn. Yeah, um, you know, it's like we 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 we've, we've tried. You know, I personally have tried to like not necessarily like past notes, but like, uh, I've, I've asked how Paul's doing. I hope he's doing well. Um, it's unfortunate what he did. Am I angry? Yes. But at the same time, it lit a fire under our ass to keep going, mm-hmm. you know? Cause it's like, if you love something, you know, they, you know, they say, love it, let it go. And it's like, there's no way we're letting this go. Um, you know, we, we fought really hard. We, 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 we fought the, the state. We've, we, we've gone to the Senate, and whatnot. Um, and you just and, went to the governor's the other day. We just went to the governor's house. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. we signed a bill. We are legal now. Well, in 2018. 2018. Okay. Right. right so <laughs> don't steal my thunderbolt. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> don't follow. steal our thunder. I was following and wore my legalized wrestling t shirt yesterday. I was really, really excited. Um, so, speaking of which, uh, so one of the things that happens in the movie is that. You know, Josh and Jake and, and, and a bunch of luchadors uh, all head down to Olympia and they're trying to change these laws and whatnot. And this, uh, I mean, the podcast timing couldn't have worked out better. But <laughs> this last Monday, like a bunch of people were down in Olympia signing the bill. It had just been through the House, the Senate and Jay Inslee was signing it. And it's great. So uh, what does this mean now for wrestling in the state of Washington? Um, Maybe not immediately, but in like 2018. Like, Where 20- are we going you know, well, now this opens up a whole new discussion mm-hmm. as to what is uh, theatrical wrestling. Yes. I also love that that's the part of the bill that it refers to as theatrical wrestling. 
Well, I mean, because pro wrestling is, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's 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 so weird how they they defi- how they define pro wrestling and how they define amateur wrestling. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, so wait, you can be a pro amateur wrestler? Yes. Or you're a pro wrestler? Like, what's you know, it, it's it's really strange. Um, this opens the discussion and opens the door for us to sit down with the DOL and change the laws within. Uh, what is stated for professional wrestling mm-hmm. or theatrical wrestling, excuse me. Um, because uh, right now in the state of Washington, uh, theatrical wrestling is defined in the same rules as boxing or MMA. <laughs> Whereas theatrical yes. wrestling, you know, where in boxing and MMA, you are trying to hurt your opponent. Mm-hmm. Where, <laughs> You are trying to maim them, essentially. Maybe not maim. Right. Maim's a strong word. Whereas theatrical wrestling... You're trying just... to beat the crap out of them so you yeah. maim them with purse. The- theatrical wrestling... Um, it's for those, Josh for, and Bill slapping for, each other. For those of you who are not in on the no. Um, so theatrical wrestling, um, it's a dance, much like ballet... Um, or, 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 uh, it's ballet with punching and microphones. Exactly. Well, not even, well, not even microphones really. Well, I mean, microphones when you're talking on them, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a dance and it's telling a story within, um, the confines of a bell and, and ring ropes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's one of the ironies of the film is that like they're being persecuted for faking fighting as, as if they were <laughs> something. It's, it's so literally weird. you have George Bush getting fisted by a giant clown, and, and there's and there's a police officer right. writing up a report about it. Right, and you have to bring lawyers into it to fight. Uh, like, they're the trying to tell us how how it's done. Where you know we have been going on for so long. And we've been, um, you know, we, we've been, uh, what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word, damn it. <laughs> um, vilify is the term I think you're thinking of, right? What's that? Vilify? No, no, it's... Not it's, vilified, sorry. Uh, vindicated, sorry. Uh, no, that's not the word either. It's, um... <laughs> you know, keep it's, words. It, within the parameters, it, it's like if, um... You know, if something wasn't working for us, you know, like we change it. Like it wasn't one of those things where we let it get out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if like fan, like seriously, like we were like, you can throw beer cans and then fans were like not paying attention. And we were like, okay, listen, you can throw beer cans, but they can't be crushed. Okay. Okay. And they have to be empty beer cans. Okay. And then they began to crush them and we're like, don't crush them. And then we're like, okay, no full cans. No crush cans. And then one day, of course, someone is drunk off their ass. They throw a glass and we're like, all right, sweep that up. You out. You yeah. know, we kick that guy out and we're like, all right, guys, new rule. No full cans. No crush cans. No glass. I like that that's the point you went instead of just saying no more throwing beer cans. It's let's have a bunch of well, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like well, It's like, you know, like we weren't, we didn't want to hinder anybody's fun, but at the same time, we were looking out for our own safety. Yeah, no, I and mean, that's the point of wrestling. Right? You know, and so, like, you know, they're, they're trying to regulate us and be like, well, you can't do this. And it's like, but we've made our rules. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been doing fine without you. Right. Yep. And we haven't been causing anybody harm. Like, who are we hurting right and now? And honestly, other than we have, uh, who are we hurting other than each other, which we all have consent and, to? And that was what. <laughs> 
that was what ended up getting reported in the national news, this ridiculous story of this small wrestling league being being controlled by the bureaucracy of government trying to stop them, you know, the whole Fox News thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, we were on we were on uh, <laughs> Megan Kelly's Kelly's court. I remember seeing a screenshot of like the uh, the actual coverage from that, like the the body slam release and someone was showing footage from the movie on Fox News, and someone in the crowd has a sign that says, Marie Grande gives me a weird boner. <laughs> yes. And I think Marie Grande actually like has it as his profile picture on Facebook. Oh, God. He, had, he, he had that as his profile pic for the long. Oh, my God. Time. It was so good. That was, uh, that was in New York. Yeah, that was on... Uh, of- Three yeah. million people saw that? Yep. Yeah, you know, three million people know that Murray Grande gives some random stranger <laughs> in a bar <laughs> a weird bar. Um, so well, that, right. I mean, the thing with the uh, the thing that really, really though did really compel us is uh, that um, with all this stuff happening with like the, the the Fox News and the you know government coming after these guys and then them being able to basically decide to fight and move forward and, and deal with this. It's like the craziest thing is that they would be so preoccupied with this organization yeah. that they would try to stop them. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, like, um, l- let's talk about the darkest timeline where this bill gets, gets, you know, trashed and thrown away and we'll never see the light of day in this world. Does three, two, one no longer exist? Like does the Lucha Volcanica no longer exist? Like, like that was what, yeah, that was what was going to happen is that they weren't allowed to wrestle they, or they could get in trouble with the police. Yeah, it was fucking dumb. Right. Man. Yeah. So I, I just kind of think like uh, a lot of people are, are kind of going, I, I hear a lot of c- conversations about the, the bill and sometimes I, I just, I, I kind of want to simplify it is if we, if we didn't do this bill, uh, this like wrestling would not exist outside of WWE coming down every once in a while. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, Because right now, as the law states, the only way really that wrestling has ever happened, I won't say survived, uh, if if it survived, it would almost be life support or or cheating death, Mm -hmm. is uh, wrestling companies, companies in quotation marks, um, would hold their shows on reservations, Indian reservations, because on that land, they are exempt from the law. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only way that they can skirt the DOL mm-hmm. wow. is by wrestling on Indian reservations. And if you watch the movie, we are in the heart of the most artistic city in Seattle. Yeah. We are in Capitol Hill. Yep. And you're going to tell me that we got to take our fans to Tulalip when they don't even like they're, they're all artists. You think they have money to get to Tulalip? Or, yeah. And who goes to Tulalip other than like. <laughs> retirees for the casino yep. like it's it's it just three to one or excuse me ssp would not survive no nope. yep. and so this bill um was and like the fact that the dol was willing to work with us um is Seriously? the reason we were yeah. able to go, we're even allowed to go today because they, they were like okay we'll let you you know we want to work with you let's make this happen in the meantime here's what you can do if you want to perform mm-hmm they, so they, they, they actually gave us because before we had no like we were like we just want to do this can we work with you and they were like nope and they just pushed their law on us 
essentially. And we were like, but like, is there anything we can do? And they're like, you can pay this fine and you can pay this and you can pay this and you can pay this. And essentially it came up to like $30,000. It was insane. And yeah, they like, just created a bunch of bureaucracy. Like, yeah, they pretty much they they ambulance just, on site and all this they stuff. They just imposed they, their law. They didn't care. Yeah, they, like, they, 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 just, they just wanted to muscle us. And so once, they, Paul, once Paul turned them in and they were above the radar, they couldn't hide anymore. Yeah. You know, you can't just change your name or go to a different place. It's like you're, they know who you are and you could go to jail. So they could not wrestle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just really crazy. Like they they literally, you know, they were, they were trying to stay below the the radar and you know they tried that they tried everything but then one day they just realized they couldn't really do it anymore one day josh heard about some hearing about wrestling happening the next yes. month from a facebook post heard about it at three in the morning when he was getting off work and drove down the next morning and just decided to testify as a, as a citizen just say i'm gonna walk Fuck. in and that's, that's in the movie you can see yeah, it happened. yeah. i found out about it and we didn't have a camera <laughs> fortunately we had a great guy in town who was really nice to go down there and, oh, uh, shit. at the moment, the drop of a hat and just see what happens. And they walked in and they, they got the pulse going back into the, you know, to keep the, the their league alive and keep hope yeah. alive. Then even from that moment, it was another fucking three magic, years. man. It, it was, it was such a last minute thing. Like, like I remember after the hearing, Josh, just messaged me. He's like, you're not going to believe what just happened. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> he told me. I was just like, he's like, you're going to have to wait and see. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that whole scene is awesome because like, and it's funny, the, the movie kind of captures like Josh versus Ronald McFonnell and how, you know, he can turn on the character, turn off, like who's good right. at public speaking versus who's not. So you see this guy, like literally speaking to Congress saying, please let me do this thing I want to do. <laughs> But then you have Jake, like, no, nah, he's much better at punching people. Like, you have this, like, the difference in people that come together through this is yeah, we, we, just phenomenal. We call Jake punk rock lawyer because he's uh, <laughs> oh, fucking just he, awesome. He really is. He, he really, if you don't know anything about the movie, you'd just be like, this is the, the coolest lawyer I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but there are other lawyers pretty cool, too. But no, yeah. just seeing Josh, you know, that's another small thing is in the movie is that he's really overcoming his... Because he doesn't like speaking as Josh. It yeah, he's got to have his character. Have and now he's got to stand up as himself. Yeah. yeah. Seeing him yeah speak with, 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 without the clown paid, he has to stand in front of, of the, 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 the man. There's like real people yeah. in there. Yeah, it's like the, 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 the he has to stand against like the thing that 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 is blocking him from doing the thing he loves. He has to stand and speak to them. Knowing that like, you're a guy whose gimmick is that you give the shock to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't know that. <laughs> they did not know that. All right. So, last question: uh, What are you hoping people will walk away from this film uh, besides having just seen Bill's ass? Yeah. <laughs> we are sincerely hoping that this becomes a conversation piece. We really think it is. It's not just about wrestling. It's really a story about friendship, life, like things, fighting for things you care about. Uh, um, so we're just hoping that people see, you know, we think a lot of people hear about it and they think it's like some doc on underground wrestling. And those docs do exist. But this is more than that. This is more a heartwarming tale of um, a stripper getting spanked by a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, less and, and, while a banana fucks much. them over. Yeah. And to add to that, it's, you know, we really do want people to... that tag line on the back of the DVD box? <laughs> 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 No, but we really want people to to watch this film and to really, you know, appreciate what sacrificing things are for certain people. It's like, you know, 
certain people will go to jail or they'll fight the government to, for what they believe in. And it's like, no matter what happens, it's their, their family or, or dealing with what they really love and making that be your prime goal is really inspiring, I think, for a lot of people as well. What about you, Bill? Besides your ass. Besides my ass. Which, uh, by the way, so as soon as I finish this movie, I, I, I text him and I'm like, Bill, I see your ass every 321 show. Why does it feel so much more risque right now? <laughs> and his response was, well, because you paid for it. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. Don't ever change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, for me, uh, I, I, I just hope that uh, – People who uh, see this is, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a time where they're going to struggle. There's going to be a time where uh, things are going to feel like they're not going their way. And uh, if you believe in something and you love something so much, fight for it. Um, um, yeah, that, that's really, you know, it's like I, I believe I believe in SSP. Um, I love SSP. It is my family. Um, and, and, and the people within the locker room, they are my brothers, they are my sisters. And, uh, you know, I love them and I will fight for them and I will fight for SSP. And, and I, and, uh, and I hope, uh, people who watch this film, uh, if you love something, fight for them. You watch this film on iTunes? On iTunes. Yeah. Buy it on iTunes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So before <laughs> and, you don't Amazon, say, play. right. I was like, do, do I, do I sell the product at the end of this touching moment? Yes. Yes, yes totally absolutely. And, and please, we always want to hear what people think about, about the movie. So the more people that buy it and, and leave mm-hmm. reviews, like we yeah, love right. that. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, we, we really like it. If people leave five star reviews and say how amazing <laughs> it is yes. and how great my ass looks. It does look pretty good. <laughs> also, you can also pull it up on your TV if you have like Amazon or whatever. Just click onto it, search for it. It's on there. Yep. Um, so not just on not just on your computer. So and, uh, awesome. What, and what is the website again? The website for uh, uh, I think it's Body Slam the Movie dot com. Body Slam Film dot com. Body Slam Film dot com. Yeah, or you can type Body Slam Revenge of the Banana dot com if you want to type all that out. That goes to the same spot, but Body Slam Films the easiest one. You can see the trailer on there. The trailer is oh, also on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, trailer is on. on uh, it's on. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's all over the place. Yep. yep. If you search Body Slam it's on IndieWire. <laughs> somewhere you'll probably find it. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty stoked when uh, I, I Googled uh, the movie. For for the first time and I just typed in body slam and it goes body slam revenge of the banana I was not stoked because I typed in body slam film and then this movie from 1986 came up which is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and you know this is a self-made film so the more people that watch it and talk about it that helps us we don't have the giant budgets that you know bigger documentaries or bigger films have it really is a word of mouth thing so yeah. if you if you did enjoy it if you like good stories tell your friends yeah. Even if they don't like wrestling, tell them, forget that. It's not about just wrestling. It's not about wrestling. Like it's about family. Yeah. It's about yeah. family. Post it's about it on the your, people in this film. Yeah, post it on your social feeds. Make sure to review on iTunes. Um, uh, I love the film. I absolutely, it's, I, you know, obviously uh, because of Bill and Josh, you know, I wanted to support them. But seriously, just seeing this film, um, I saw it with my girlfriend who is not a wrestling fan. Although she's slowly but surely getting there, uh, and she she literally friended Bill that night and like <laughs> sent him a message, 
because uh, he was she was so upset. She was so upset about the banana situation, um, and, and how yeah, it it was awesome. It was a great film. Well, thank you All very right. much. Thank you so much for being Thanks, here, guys. guys. We're going to wrap guys. it up. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at OnTheHeelsWP and on Facebook.com slash OnTheHeelsWP. You can find our podcast through lots of different services like iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to uh, On The Heels Wrestling Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, five stars on iTunes. Uh, first of all, I want to thank our guests, uh, Eddie Van Glam, uh, Ronald McFondle, who had to leave, unfortunately, uh, uh, Ryan Harvey, uh, JP... Uh, uh, you know, J- JP Horseman, uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. This was, uh, excellent. Uh, we cannot guys- thank you guys enough. It was- this was so good. Yes. Uh, I want, uh, again, buy it on iTunes, buy it on Amazon, Google play. Uh, please pick up this movie. This movie is amazing. Support uh, local artists, support wrestling, support people who love art. Yes. Like we we can't say it enough. We're not like trying to sell you a film. We're literally like this is just an amazing film and you owe it to yourself to see it. Uh-huh. Um so also owing yourself to see it, uh yeah. make sure you see Eddie Van Glam tonight at the Battle Palace at Battle Mania as he teams up with King of Dong Style, Holy Joey Ryan. Balls. Woo! Uh advanced seats are sold out, but there will still be standing room. Uh doors open at 8:30, so be sure to show up early. There is a bar in the lobby. Yes. Um, Bring your copies of Body Slam to the show. I'll sign them. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Glam will sign copies of Body Slam. Do it. Uh, info for the location uh, at uh, Evolve Fitness in Seattle and information about the stream can be found at facebook.com slash 321battle. Um, so, yeah, let's give everyone a quick update on sort of what's going on with our last three shows. Okay. So, last three shows for our podcast. We're going to have uh, next Friday, April 28th, we recap Battle Mania with one of the voices of 3-2-1 Battle, the Burian Fury. Murray Grande is going to be on the show. Uh, Who's known for giving people weird boners. Yes, I am ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ready for a weird boner? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, my body is prepared. Uh, and then Friday, May 5th, we interview Jim Perry, the man behind the <laughs> biggest new independent wrestling show in Seattle, Defy Wrestling. We're gonna uh, pick his brain and also talk about Defy Three Swerve City. Uh, and then finally, Friday, May twelfth, we're doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. Join us for our Facebook Live podcast, uh, which will start at seven p.m. and <coughs> whenever we're too drunk to continue, or whenever Britain is too drunk to continue. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. Uh, not possible. <laughs> not possible. And after all of that, we'll ask ourselves the eternal question: Will that banana ever get over with the audience, or is he simply not appealing? You know? No, nobody, nobody liked it. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Ray. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray. <laughs> uh, and that's how we end this fucking podcast. Uh, on the heels, wrestling. Ah!